Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Kevin's calling from West Hartford. Hey, Kevin. I've yes. never heard of someone voting for, out of spite. That's the isn't, first. Isn't that I've weird? I've never heard of that. Well, he's got a kind of a twisted sense of of uh, public affairs, but ultimately thinks big government, wasteful, corrupt government is fine because business so, is also sometimes bad. So if he says he's been in Connecticut for 57 years, as as I have, has he been downtown Hartford lately? Because if you go back to the 80s when things were on fire and we had companies headquartered in Hartford uh, in, and across Connecticut, we had General Electric, we had Pfizer. Uh, Gina McCarthy took down a lot of uh, Pfizer. It left their headquarters here in uh, Groton. So it's the progressives uh, that have taken down Connecticut. If you remember Malloy putting, uh, trying to keep General Electric and puts a UTC engine on the, on the manual, keeping General Electric here. Uh, so I don't know where he's, I don't know where he's living, but just go down Hartford and it speaks volumes, volumes. Yeah, well, Harvard I don't is... think that guy would go down at eight o'clock at night in Hartford. We're back in the eighties. We were living it up in Hartford at 8 o'clock at night. Kevin, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. I think that um, Jim, that caller, was that Jim? Yeah, he has an unrealistic view. Well, he's just not taking the politics seriously, or at least not in the way he's talking about it with us, which is too bad because I think that there are misguided assumptions there. Business gives us jobs. Business gives us economic activity. That's what business does. Nothing else does that. Only business. Government leeches off of that and squanders the money and drives us into debt. And those are pretty, if you look at those fact patterns, they're pretty compelling stuff. Speaking of compelling, Len Suzio is here, former state senator and regular on the show. Hi, Len. Hey, Todd. It's good to have you back, and it's good to be back on the show today. Hear your voice again. So, uh... Boy, oh boy, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've been running through some good topics and we've been running through some good phone calls and there's fun stuff going on. And and one thing is that CNBC rated, um, and this is right up your alley, rated, they, they've got new ratings on the most expensive states and Connecticut is right. number three. Did you hear mm-hmm. that? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, of course. If anything surprises me, is that we're not, not number one. <laughs> Maybe. Well, but I actually like that's seriously surprising to me as hard as Connecticut works to make a mess of everything and as effectively as they have done this. I can't see how Vermont keeps up. Yeah, well, I look at Connecticut and I think, OK, where have we gone since the Great Recession of 2008? And we actually our economy measured in real terms has shrunk. 
we have a smaller economy in Connecticut today than we did 14 years ago. But the, the budget for the state of Connecticut is up a whopping amount. So it's no wonder why we've had one budget deficit after the other. And the only thing that stopped the bleeding has been the federal government, which has dumped billions of dollars into Connecticut's coffers. But that's just a temporary reprieve, of course, mm-hmm. Todd. As you know, it's going to be over yes. with that after this year. And so fiscal reality is going to set in once again. And it's, a, it's the worst of all worlds. It's a perfect storm. Uh, lower economic activity means lower tax collections unless you raise taxes, which itself, therefore, discourages more economic activity. It goes around in a vicious cycle, and it's been going on uh, under the last three administrations, the two uh, Malloy administrations, and now Lamont. And uh, Lamont's just lucky that he stepped into, ironically, COVID saved him in some ways. Yes. Because of no, in every way, I think. Billions. In every way. What was that time? In every way, I think COVID saved him. Oh, you know, yeah. It, it, it disrupted his, um, his constant attempts to raise taxes and tolls and mm-hmm. gave him TV time every day and radio time every day where he could pretend to be managing something and making himself look good. It totally transformed his governorship. Well, what surprised me about that, Todd, is if you look at the numbers – uh, in terms of COVID and COVID cases, uh, it really Connecticut hasn't done that well. We had uh, fairly high mortality rates. And, of course, the way he mismanaged along with uh, uh, Cuomo did in New York, the, uh, the, the senior population, and mm-hmm. uh, basically because of their policies, more elderly people were exposed to the virus uh, and weren't protected like they should have been. So, but for whatever reason, the media haven't, uh, blamed him for that, and, and yet the numbers speak volumes about uh, how his leadership really, uh, I think, failed uh, the people of Connecticut, and particularly senior citizens. And, and if I'll bet you right now, in terms of his public image, it's generally speaking positive with regard to COVID-19, but the numbers basically tell a different story, and I don't know if Stefanowski is going to get into that. In the I think that's to too hard of a story to tell, that people mm-hmm. have this perception of, mm-hmm. uh, well, first, I think they feel they need a, a father figure to, to manage danger for them, and they're very deferential in the face of fear, and that the larger portion of the population probably just has a sense that COVID went well in the state, and they don't understand that it was a big tragedy here, similar to, you know, right near the top of the country, especially during those key first several months when, Mm -hmm. as you pointed out, 11,000 people were were dying or or close to that right at the beginning. You know, it it was very intense early on. Yeah. Well, you and I had a, a brief conversation earlier today in which I said there's several issues I think Stefanowski can really criticize the governor on legitimately, and he get back it up with something that people can relate to. And, and you know, again, you and I talked about the high cost of electricity here in Connecticut, uh, and he has a fantastic opportunity right in front of him because uh, when you compare an Eversource bill like I have, I got Eversource as my uh, supplier, uh, and you compare it to the municipal uh, Wallingford Electric Division, uh, the the, the municipal costs are half of what the Eversource costs are. And so you say, why? Well, it's almost totally because of the politics here in Connecticut and the policies that have been imposed on the utility companies that 
add on all these surcharges and the mandate to buy very expensive, unreliable, renewable energy, et cetera. So I think Bob is missing out on a fantastic opportunity to hold up side by side an Eversource bill and a Wallingford Electric bill and ask why. Why is it so much cheaper in Wallingford right here in the dead center of Connecticut? Do they have some secret source of energy below the ground in Wallingford or what is it? And the answer I could tell you right now is because of politics in Connecticut and all the added costs that are imposed on uh, electric utility companies that get passed on to consumers that are connected. It's yes, huge. but you'll have to explain to people why does state government see the big electric companies as ripe for extra taxes, but they leave Wallingford alone? Why not have everything apply equally to all electric companies? Well, that is an interesting question. I think it's largely because most of the politicians in Hartford don't understand this little... Uh, uh, oasis in the middle of Connecticut where uh, energy costs are drastically lower than they are in the rest of Connecticut. So I, you know, you and I talking about this, unfortunately may put Wallingford in the crosshairs now of the folks up in Hartford and uh, the people in Wallingford may, may suffer the consequences. Yeah, I doubt that. But, I doubt that. I, I suspect the answer is that they don't want to mess around with something that Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did is the source of of such local benefit like why would you go then then you're victimizing a community and, and that would just be really dumb politics well uh let me put it this way i think the politics in connecticut by and large is dumb true i mean some of the policies that were used, again the energy policies and all that those are stupid policies that are you know justified or rationalized away based on very specious arguments uh, and the people of Connecticut just kind of throw their hands up, Todd. You know, there's kind of a cynicism now. Well, what can you do about it? You've got to grin and bear it. But I'm all for exposing the nonsense. And, and Bob Stefanowski is at the top of the ticket. He's, he's got the megaphone to start screaming about this stuff and put Lamont in the corner to defend his policies, which are me- inflating the cost of electricity in Connecticut by a drastic amount. Well, you never know. He might be shooting the commercial right now. Well, I hope so. But, it's you know, you pointed out when in his first two years in office, Lamont was just stumbling left and right. He was trying to get this, uh, you know, the tolls passed. Every, every week there was a new version of the tolls. He'd make up numbers uh, that didn't even, he couldn't even substantiate. Anything to just kind of rationalize and justify imposing tolls on the people of Connecticut and then when that didn't work, he talked about the Transportation Climate Initiative thing, which was going to, as you and I have talked about before, if that went through, it would make gas prices in Connecticut more than $7 a gallon. Uh, and that's that issue has been put aside now because, obviously, that's a kiss of death given uh, what uh, the election in a few more months. But you watch. After the election, it's just like they gave the gas tax relief uh, until November 30th. Three weeks after the election, your gas prices are going right up again because they're going to rescind that that uh, 
uh, suspension of the gas tax here in Connecticut. So it's all time for the election. And the people of Connecticut are, I don't know, sometimes I wonder, one of the most famous residents in the history of Connecticut was P.T. Barnum. And one of his favorite slogans was, there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> I think the Democrats take that seriously. If there's, there's a sucker of a taxpayer born every mm-hmm. minute here in Connecticut. Time well, there, there is a, uh, you were, we're talking to Len Susio, you were in the state Senate. There is a, a kind of um, deference and respect for government and elected officials that I think they take advantage of and, mm-hmm. and uh, try to punish people for, for uh, falling into that pattern. But they do go out and sell with some pretty slimy pitches on a regular basis that don't match up with reality and that are based on, phony talking points and i i think the fact that people trust that and and listen to what and and not just people but the media the media i listen yeah. to the stories that are going through the airwaves and i can't believe the dumb stuff that is being le- like um like ned's comment that that connecticut's abortion laws are are going to be a magnet for companies that's almost a joke that that's the kind of thing you'd be sitting around if you're an advisor to the governor and say with a with a wry smile on your face that we might be able to get away with this and everyone goes yeah let's do it the, the media is so eager for stories they'll put that top of the fold yeah well well my was talking about uh values family values and this and that uh, but since when uh, destroying uh children in the womb a value no separate argument though but but he's saying that it's it's going to be an economic driver and there's Mm -hmm. no way that's going to be an economic driver of anything yeah well let me say this todd number one i learned an awful lot by being up in hartford for a couple of terms things i would have never known if i hadn't been up there at the capitol and got to behind the scenes and so okay we've got just one minute in this segment so uh so make that point Okay, and then the other thing is that the media are very superficial. They're an echo chamber. So what yes. they do is they, they report what one candidate said or one politician said, then what this other politician said, and there's no distinguishing between the facts and the truth or very little of it. So the public just is caught in between, and I think people shrug their shows. Well, I don't know who to believe, basically. That's, well, they do a and, lot of just quoting one side, I think. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt that the media, uh, <laughs> except for talk radio, lean heavily towards the Democratic Party. And I think most stories are slanted that way, uh, even just in the wording of the story, even if the facts are there, the wording, you know, you know, you're a wordsmith, Todd. You know that using a word here or there can change things in a subtle way and affect uh, the impact on someone and their impression that they get from the story. So Len I'm so thankful that you you have this big megaphone up there and you can expose them and you do you not only can well i'm thankful we're all thankful that you come on with us appreciate it we'll talk to you next week former state senator len suzio as we go to the bps lawyers traffic center for an update from ian stark i'm ian stark from the bps lawyers traffic center the rush hour in full swing right now is 84 slow eastbound anywhere from exit 44 up towards 91 south Westbound, the delay is really kicking in over the Bulkley Bridge, especially coming off of 2, which is also slowed northbound. Starting anywhere as far back as the Wilbur Cross, and then once you're over the river, expect delays to really kick in again. Anywhere from exit 49 heading out towards uh, Route 71 by exit 40. Watch 91 for some southbound traffic, too. Anywhere between exit 34 heading down towards Jennings Road by exit 33. Traffic weather together on the 8th. WTIC News Talk 1080. Let's talk about your smile. 
Has it been hidden under a mask for the past two years? Let Columbia Dental in Manchester help you smile again. We have convenient late and weekend hours so you won't miss work. Call 860-645-0111 or visit ColumbiaDental.com. WTIC Weather. Intervals of clouds and sun the rest of this afternoon with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. High temperature in the middle 80s, actually not too far from average for this part of July. Still can't rely on a shower first thing this evening, otherwise turning out mostly clear tonight, cooling down to low as 61. Mostly sunny tomorrow and warm, not too humid, a nice summer's day with a high of 86. And then mostly clear and comfortable tomorrow night, low 61, upper 50s across the outlying areas. It will be warming up over the weekend, partly sunny on Saturday. Still not too humid. Saturday's high 89, turning more humid Saturday night, partly cloudy with the low of 66. Hot and humid on Sunday with a mix of clouds and sun and a high of near 90. Can't rely out a straight thunderstorm later Sunday or Sunday night. Muggy Sunday night with a low of 70. Monday, hot and humid. A couple of thunderstorms are likely in the afternoon, high 86 to 90. This is meteorologist Bob Larson. In the WTIC Weather Center. Irrevocable Trust can help make sure that your assets are protected from probate and the nursing home. Call Cushing and Dolan to get their new guide called Unlocking the Power of Irrevocable Medicaid Trust. 866-848-5699 or download it at LegalExchangeShow.com. Are you following WTIC on Instagram? No? I thought we were friends. Follow us at WTIC 1080. No matter where you go this summer, listen to WTIC on your smart speaker and stay informed. WTIC, WTIC HD and 96.5 FM HD. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.